So what we watch anime, so what we play League, we're just having fun, we don't care who sees, so what we stay in, it don't bother me, living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reet Entertainment Podcast, episode 275. For November 29th, 2020, my name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Rowan McFain. Mm, I'm here. And we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. It is time for another podcast. It is time for another another round of the Reeton Entertainment Podcast. And uh, Connor, round. Connor, where can we uh, where can we find you? You can find me at a Rowan.website, which is great. I was thinking about this. I love that this is a joke that's gone on long enough where it's no longer a joke. <laughs> it's just <laughs> fact. To be so a, to be find, fair, it's still a joke, but yes. You could find all of my relevant social media links at aroa.website. I don't and, know, maybe I'll have them throw in my Steam link on there or something like that. Yeah, that that would be I see I I have a hard time like endorsing like gaming profiles like that. Like I watched a video where one of the guys was like, oh, yeah, if you're playing this game, like, add me to your Steam, and then we can, like, play games together. And I was just like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, Realistically, yeah. if a stranger reaches out to me, is like, hey, let's play fucking Minecraft together. Something like that. Go away. Leave me alone. I've like, had that happen to me. I've I've streamed... Uh, I, don't re- I think I was streaming uh, Democracy 2, and... Uh, we ended up talking about Civ, uh, me and the the guy I was streaming with, and then this guy in chat was like, "Hey, uh, add me on on Steam, and we could play Civ." And I was like, "No, no, <laughs> thank you." Yeah, it's it's really awkward. I, I mean, to be fair, Aroa and I met on a random website, and I. I kind of forgot how I met Connor. So um you met me through Sean Ellingworth. Oh he yeah, and now that name or something like that. Yeah, now he doesn't like me. It's good. Good times. Oh. Um don't bleep the name. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does not matter. <laughs> not bleeping the name. So, uh Aroa, we can find you at aroa.website. Uh Reeton, we can find me at Reeton everywhere. I'm Reeton on Twitch, Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on YouTube. Reeton on aroa.website. Written on a doa or a doa, a doa dot Aroa dot website. And what games have you played this week, Connor? Oh, uh, this week I played a little bit more of Archangel Hellfire, one of the games that came out in that humble VR bundle. Don't like it. Played a little more. I expect you to die. Finished the second level. I like it. Okay. Played some Halo, the Master Chief Collection. I like it. I uh, played a little bit of Pavlov, played Zero Caliber. I don't like it. Um, it feels clunky, and I don't know why people were hyping this game up so much. I agree. And then Payday 2, I jumped back into. Uh, they fixed the VR pretty damn good. Oh. Um, and I like I've always said, Payday is a game that you need a full crew of people that you're you know comfortable with in order to have the most fun with it. So I reached out to my old crew this morning at like, 9 a.m. and we were playing by 10. I'm really upset that this whole old crew does not include me or Aroa. 
Well, these are the four people that I used to like when I was working a retail job. One of these people was doing that. These people go way back with me. I see. I see. It's okay. Uh, so it's all right. If you guys want to play some payday too, I'll play. I don't know if I have the 300 gigs of of hard drive space to put payday two. It's okay. It's not... I have drives on top of drives. It's it's just space. It's not that big. <laughs> I don't but think it's that I... big. Oh, I uh, but I played my. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go on. Oh, I was gonna say. I, probably... I think I saw. God damn it! Damn it! Okay, you go. Probably played my longest VR session today at uh, seven hours, so I have a little bit of eye strain at the moment. Mm-mm. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. So, uh, can you wear glasses while streaming with VR? God, no. Why would you want to? But I do wear my contacts. I have to wear I I I have to wear my glasses when streaming VR or when playing VR. Well, I have yeah, because you're basically blind. Yeah, like I I there is zero chance that I'm going to be able to play. I already have enough time because, or a hard enough time seeing in VR because, like the screen door effect and all that. That's kind of yeah, why yeah, I want to. Yeah. And so, like some of the, some of the words that you're reading are a little bit blurrier than they would be on, you know, a normal monitor. But if I didn't have my glasses on, I just wouldn't be able to see because I, I don't I, even I know. Blind. I don't know how you managed to do that. Like I. I tried wearing my glasses in VR and like my, for one, my glasses don't fit in either of the valve VR headsets. Right. And, the vibe or uh, the index. Yeah. And I tried wearing them in PS VR and like your, your face has to be so far away from the lenses that it like almost ruins the experience for me at least. Yeah, well, uh, I can't do it any other way. Uh, so <laughs> I actually, um, if you know what your prescription is, um, I have a solution for you because it's something that I've been uh, looking at getting. Uh, they're prescription lenses that uh, fit on top of the lenses uh, of the Index or Vive or whatever. That would I, be something I have I'd it. be interested in. Yeah, I have my uh, my prescription saved somewhere. Uh, but I can tell you it's bad. Like I, I want to order glasses from Warby Parker, not because I think that the, the glasses are, are cool looking cause they're very hipster. Um, but Warby Parker is one of the few places that is not owned or in conjunction with Luxottica. But my prescription is so bad that they can't make glasses for me at Warby Parker. Wow. Yeah, I'm very farsighted. It's it's a problem. So, anyway, uh, what other games did you play, Connor? Anything else? Played a little bit more Pikmin. Been doing the extra the DLC content that came out with the Deluxe Edition. I have yet to get a perfect score. Man, I wish this game was just a little bit more difficult. Yeah, uh, but the Pikmin games are made for babbies. Very true. It is a babby game for babbies. I'm sure there are other games that are are better and very similar. Uh, did you see that Age of Empires 3 is included in Game Pass? You could play that if you with have that Game, Pass. Game Pass that I totally have. Yeah, with the Game Pass that you totally hey, Age of Empires 3, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Those are are good games. Yeah. Really like them. Anyway, 
Uh, is that everything? Can we move on to Aroa? You're cutting out. <laughs> yeah. The the echo, I think. Yeah, cut that off was. It yeah. was because he was just holding a tone. Yeah, it does that. So anyway, yep. let's move on to Aroa. What games have you played this week? So uh, here's something different. I played uh, World of Horror. Uh, oh, good. Which is part of that that old Game Pass that I have that it it, it kind of makes me a bad person for paying for it, but you know what? God damn it, it's a really good deal. It really um, is. But yeah, uh, I needed something to play while I waited for WoW to update, um, and also just because it's it, it's a pretty quick and and easy thing to pick up and put down. Um, so World of Horror is like a it's like a roguelike point and click adventure game with mild RPG elements. It's a very interesting title. Um even if you're not into what it's aping, which is like old school, like very old school uh Japanese point and click adventure games uh combined with uh Junji Ito. Uh, even if you know nothing about those things, it's it's a really good time. Uh, it's probably the only game that I've played. I I, th- I can think of one other game that I can't think of the name of that does like procedurally generated mysteries um, that are pretty neat. Like you actually have to go around and explore the town and figure out solutions to puzzles and the solution won't be the same every time. I think it's a that's a cool concept, and I really really dig the the art style because I am into Junji Ito, um, and I I am into old school point and click adventure games. Like it's just a it's just a a great experience, Good. Uh, but it Good. can also be extremely difficult because uh, sometimes the old gods just uh, just don't give a shit and they will fuck you in the face. Um, yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. Maybe literally. I mean, I, I know, I'm sure that that happens in some Junji Ito shit. Um, but uh, th- I think this is just an M-rated game. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's. Yeah. Uh, it's probably doesn't include. It's not adult only. So, right. Yeah, I which, don't know. M is M is a very stretchy rating nowadays. Which is good. Uh, I I think that uh, the the adult only rating is kind of bullshit because. Most... It's just a stamp of of you don't get to sell this. Pretty much like, like NC seventeen plus or whatever. Like it basically means you're fucked if you're a de- yeah. developer. So like a lot of the Friday the Thirteenth movies had to be edited down because they're they were gonna get an NC seventeen rating instead of an R rating, which was just bullshit. Like you're going to see an R movie, you know what you're getting into. Just let them watch whatever. Anyway. Uh, did you play anything else? Uh, well, the new WoW expansion uh, launched. Um, it's great. Uh, Shadowlands is like a complete revitalization, I think, of of the game in general. Uh, like, obviously, they didn't change any of the basic gameplay stuff. So if you're not into push the button, uh, push a different button, push a third button, then you know you're you're not going to have much fun but uh 
if you are into into the wow gameplay uh wow they have really uh really done a great job it just feels like they took all of the best things from the last few expansions and put them in here along with with just a a lot better i don't want to say necessarily storytelling because honestly the the story is probably the weakest part but um just i don't know it 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 all works together so very well uh and i'm really happy with it Um, good i'm happy that you're happy and it was a it was a very painless launch i was expecting like several hour queues um and and like server instability but overall uh i'm i'm playing on thrall which is one of the most populated servers and we didn't even we didn't even get a disconnect or anything whenever everything kicked off so that was really cool you know um, it, they've been doing this for like uh 18 19 bro, years now you would think that they would not have any issues but whenever the last content patch for the previous expansion came out it was a fucking nightmare and i was on one of the least populated servers and it was a fucking nightmare uh i tried to log on and i couldn't get on for three hours uh because of how bad it was and that wasn't even an expansion launch that was a content patch so like i don't know i don't know uh i I guess they they spun up enough extra virtual servers because i know that everything is sitting on aws anyway so uh yeah the only what oh i was gonna say again uh, it was what was it 2004 when when wow released originally yeah i think so uh so yeah they've been doing it for 16 years i mean yes they oftentimes, when any MMO has an update, they're just going to have st- server instability. But they've been doing it for 16 years. Like, you would think that they would have it, they would understand at this point how to fucking do an expansion. Well, especially since, like, we're long past the days of bare metal servers everywhere and, like, having to have somebody physically. Well, I was going to say flash, but you know, image a server to to start up more capacity. Like we don't have that anymore. We have you click the make more servers button on your on your EC2 uh, dashboard on on Amazon's website, and you have more capacity. Like, yeah, I I just don't know. But uh, the the only other thing, uh, really minor thing. Uh, I got a game called Rule Number One because it was like, I think it was like five bucks. Um, it's barely worth that. Uh, yeah. I'm Honestly, sorry. probably shouldn't have shouldn't have paid that much for it. But I was like, it's an indie game, and the, these are like first time developers. I'm gonna give them the credit and just just get it because it seems like exactly kind of what i wanted at the time which is just like the most bare bones kind of shooter thing um it's it says in the description that like it's meant to just be something that you play while 
another game downloads or you're waiting for your queue to finish or something like that. Like it's, it's not meant to be a really engaging experience and it's not like it's, it's literally you have stuff flying at you and you shoot it and you run around in a little rectangle and that's it. Um, it feels, it feels fine. Um, the guns shoot fine. The character is fine. They're trying to go for like a, like a Gex kind of thing where it's like pop culture references, but it's more of like, like aging millennial references. Nice. Uh, and particularly like gamer references. Um, I, they're in the 15 minutes that I played the game. Uh, I think there were three different Metal Gear Solid references. Um, like a couple of, of Terminator references, like, uh, and that's, that's fine. Um, the girl that does the voice of the main character does good with, with what she has there, which is not much. Uh, the reason that I, that I'm even talking about it is that I pissed off the developer with my review. Really? Um, did you do it yeah. like was this a YouTube review or was it a uh like No, a... I just I wrote it on Steam because oh, okay. so I only wrote the review in the first place because I found an exploit in the game that seemed like it was just an oversight. Uh you can just press the F key and it spawns an auto turret. And you can just keep pressing F and it keeps spawning more auto turrets. There's no limit. And there's no penalty. It seems like it was just like a testing function um, that they forgot about. But I I wrote like an actual full-fledged review just of what I experienced in the short time. Um, and then they did like a bullet-pointed thing that was that was hitting back against everything that I said. Uh, even though for the most part it was like opinion. And I, I wasn't like trying and I don't think it, I don't think I came across as like trying to say, don't play the game. Like it's even a thumbs up recommended review. Like I, I didn't, I didn't say game bad, shut up. Like I, I said that the menu is really basic and I'm pretty sure I've seen it in other games. So it's either like a built in unreal engine like function or it's something that they got off of the Unreal Asset Store, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, I said that the the starting pistol is a little too shitty. Like, I know that they're supposed to be bad, but it really sucks to get through the first few phases because the starting pistol is so bad. Um, and I... So the way that I described the the F key thing... Was I said, I think the devs forgot to remove the auto turret button. Either that, or it's meant to be an Easter egg based on the key that it's bound to, because it's the F key. So I thought, hey, maybe it's an F to pay respects button. Like, it's supposed to be funny. I yeah. don't know. But I said, regardless, it kind of breaks the game, because I found the easiest way to win is to mash the turret spawns until the frame rate is more of a concept than an actual property of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I... I thought that that came across pretty obviously as a joke where I'm like it like you just keep hitting it until the frame rate dies 
like I wasn't saying that the game has poor performance. I'm saying that like this is kind of a broken thing. It should probably be disabled. And like I, they they said it's not really a decent critique if you self-admittedly broke the frame rate yourself to cause it via exploit, as you say. Which, like, for one, nice fucking wording there, bro. But also, like, I th I think it's obvious that I I didn't mean it as a serious critique. I'm saying that it, it it's broke. You should probably remove that feature. Well, yeah, that's what I was uh, going to say. Like, if you think of that as an exploit, then maybe you should patch the game. Yeah, like, I just pressed the F key, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, I said that in my response, like, because I, I wasn't even going to say what key it was in the review, but then he came back with, like, this fucking th two or three paragraph response being a little bitch baby about his shitty little game. Because uh, I said that, like, the devs don't really know what they're doing. Like, it's obvious. And he was like, well, actually, my programmer is really good. Yeah, even though it's our first published game. <laughs> like, fuck he, you. Here's, <laughs> like, here's the thing. And and he'll he'll probably learn this. He's probably really young, like 20s. He comes early, across early that way. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to grow up. He'll learn that you don't do. I, I've, I've done that. I've done shit like that. Uh, when I make YouTube videos and people would comment shitty comments on my youtube videos i'd be like well actually don't do it just either don't comment read and take the criticism or if you do comment say hey thanks for the thanks for the review where we're looking at making the game better that's it don't say anything else like yeah. just just thank the person person for the review and say we're working on improving the game do not try to defend yourself because you just look terrible I wish that, like, I don't know, the president of the United States would fucking learn that. But they don't. <laughs> These people just don't understand. So he'll he'll learn eventually that you just, you take the criticism and you either thank the person for it or you just don't say anything. And that's the way that you live life. Yeah. I, that that was the only reason that I, that I even brought it up is because the game is so unremarkable. Um, but that's okay because it's not meant to be remarkable. Like, right. But the fact that the, that the developer took time out of their day to fucking write this diatribe in response to to me not really giving much of a of a review and more of just like a short opinion and also, hey, by the way, your game is broken, is just something special to me. Yeah. So we're going to move on to Reeton, what games I played. I played some Overwatch this week. Uh, I played that with uh, with our good pal, Ash, who will uh, comment on uh, comment on the podcast and stuff. So that's nice. Uh, Ash is not very good at the game, but Ash knows this. And it it's I always do the same thing every week. And there's a reason why I do it in Overwatch is that I will play through the arcade Mystery Heroes. And the reason I do that is because every Monday the arcade resets so you can get three new boxes every week. And I don't have friends to play competitive with. Like, I most of my friends, like, I'll be like, hey, let's play the competitive just to see where we get. 
And like, I know if I'm playing li with Connor, Connor will literally just leave. <laughs> like he I just really don't like playing competitive. Like I, I treat competitive the same as I treat everything else as I don't really care. Uh, but apparently Connor takes it way too seriously. So he just leaves. Um, well, I want to have fun and, Playing with a whole bunch of tryhards is not my idea of fun, man. That's why I, 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 I mute them. I mute them, and I don't, like, so I, I don't know what they're saying. So I've done competitive, and my friend uh, Durga was like, you know, you should uh, probably unmute them so that you can, like, like, strategize and stuff. I'm like, nah, it's good. I know how to play my characters. Um, But... Yeah, so I always do the arcade because I don't have enough friends to do like a competitive and I don't like playing with uh if I'm playing competitive, I want to play with at least a couple people that I know that are good at the game. Um then on Tuesday, I beat Borderlands 3, which was uh it was a game and it was okay. Apparently, a lot of people don't like the storyline in the game. Like, they, I don't know why, because the storyline in the other two games wasn't that great either. Or, or the pre-sequel. Like, they were cool, they were good and serviceable, but the, the real reason that you're playing the Borderlands games is to do encounters and get, like, really neat guns and have Claptrappy an idiot. Two. Has the best storyline of any shooter released in the last ten years. Uh, I can't argue that. That's a fact. I mean, you can argue that uh, because that game was released over ten years ago. I have no idea. I don't think it was. I think it was released within the last ten years. Uh, but sadly, it was. I think it was like eight years ago that that game was released. I mean, it was a while ago. Yeah, it was a while. Let's let's find out. I'm gonna check. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was 2000, I want to say 2011, 2012. I think it was 2012 is when that game was released. Yep, 2012, you were right. Yeah. Uh, God, that was only right after I got out of high school. Uh, you're so fucking young. Um. So anyway, it was okay. Ending was kind of a little bit meh, but it was okay. Uh, on Wednesday, I only played it for an hour, and there's a reason for that. I played some City of Heroes. Um, and the, oh. on the private server and I was, I was, you know, doing the missions and stuff and that was fine. Nothing broke. Servers run great. Uh, it was the city of heroes homecoming, which is their private server that they've created. If you want to sign up they servers or server, they have four. I don't know if they're, if it's an individual server with four different shards or if there's four different servers, uh, it's probably a server with different shards. Uh, uh they're all they're all AWS VPSs anyway. Yeah, so there are four different servers that you can play on. Um, and you can actually transfer your character between servers. You can do that, I think, three times a week, they said. So it, it's good. It's If you like City of Heroes and you want to relive uh, the glory days of 2004 when, when City of Heroes came out, you can do that and you can play some City of Heroes. Uh, it actually runs great. Uh, I remember I remember a kid in middle school talking to me about how cool City of Heroes was. Yeah, I mean it that, it's still that neat. And Command and Conquer Generals. 
Uh, I tend to agree with that kid. He's got some good taste. Uh, City of Heroes is pretty cool. I never really got into it. I had a friend who was really into it, and they got into it like right before it died. So they only played it for like a year before it died. But I played it for about an hour, a little over an hour. Uh, and the reason I quit was I don't know why, but on that day I was exhausted. Like I was falling asleep at my computer. And I was like, I got to end this stream. I can't, I can't continue this. So I just left. Uh, and then on Friday, because I skipped Thursday because it was Thanksgiving and stuff. Uh, on Friday, I played some Hades. Have, have either of you played Hades? No, Watch I didn't have it. I haven't played it yet. Uh, it's good. It's good. It's $20 on Steam right now for the Steam sale. And uh, it's a roguelike where you're trying to escape Hades. Well, you're trying to escape Tartarus. Hades is, of course, the, the god of the underworld. Different. So... You're trying to use escape through the different levels of of Tartarus, and then when you die, because you're inevitably you're you're going to die in a roguelike, uh, you respawn back at the the chamber, and then you start over again. So it's it's pretty good. There are some like upgrades, like permanent upgrades that you can get, which is really cool, and I like it. I like it quite a bit. My friend uh, Roguish Bard suggested that I I get it. And I got it, and now I'm playing it a lot. So I'll probably be playing that next Friday on stream as well. Because Monday, well, I might—I don't know what I'm doing Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So I might play it on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. We'll see what happens on my stream at twitch.tv forward slash reading, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. So let's move on and talk about some stories. Uh, the first one is one that Aroa brought up. And that is about Amazon Sidewalk, which I think is great. It's, it's, I think it's great that they are going to be making uh, sidewalks with Alexa integrated into them. So you can literally just ask the sidewalk whatever questions you have. That's, that's what this is, right? Uh, no. Oh, then what is it? So Amazon Sidewalk. Uh, is their concept for a uh, essentially an infinite bridged uh, mesh network? So um, they they kind of want this to be able to facilitate everyone being connected together somehow or another. Um, the the idea is, say you buy a ring security camera but you put it up like at the at the end of your driveway and it's too far away from your home router either you would have to buy a wireless repeater and like put it in your window and hope that that got out to it or you'd have to run a really long ethernet cable out and connect it that way uh, but in the amazon sidewalk concept uh, and by concept, I guess I, I mean product, um, your security camera would connect to your neighbor's uh, Echo or their security camera that has an internet connection. Um, basically, anything that is running this software 
which is almost every Echo device since the Echo 2 um, and uh, every Ring device for the most part, except for maybe like the first gen doorbell. Um, everything that is running this can connect to other devices no matter what network they're on. So they would share your internets, uh, your internet with your neighbor and your neighbor would share their internet with you so that all your devices can work without any real configuration and without fear for like losing Wi-Fi signal or anything like that. But you have to opt out of it. Like, yeah, you should. Well, and that's the thing, right? Is that it's, it sounds interesting, but it would sound more interesting if you could opt in, but you can't opt in. You're automatically opted in. You have to opt out. And it's, it's not even that. It's not even that they're automatically opting in or opting you in for me. It's that it's fucking Amazon that's doing this. Yeah. And mind you, it's not even that like Amazon bad. It's that Amazon has a history of being really shit with their IOT devices security. Uh, there have been multiple exploits and vulnerabilities found in Echo and Ring devices over the years that makes me like not even want these devices in my home to begin with. Uh, and then like the idea that they're going to connect to my neighbors networks and that those devices, like their devices would be able to talk to my network without me knowing fuck that. Like they they say that well, Sidewalk uses three layers of encryption, so you don't even know what other devices are connected to your devices. But it's like the devices know what devices they're connecting to somehow. So if that's all done in a software layer, which I'm, it is, like somebody can break that, and somebody will try to break that, and if they do, then you've got inside access to. God knows how many different wireless networks around the world. Uh, like you could potentially, if you broke into one device, have like an entire neighborhood or a whole city block or a building, like a, like a high rise building, an apartment complex, the whole thing fucking compromise. And that's terrifying to me. I think huh? that you're overreacting. Our corporate overlords are great. Did you intentionally mm. say overlords? overlords? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I I it's like a nineties like insult. I think that Robotnik, <laughs> Eggman. Um, I think that yeah, it's 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 bad. I also want to. You said that it's enabled on all Echo devices after the first generation? Uh, I don't know which devices in particular, but the, the list is fairly long. And I remember that the only Echo device that I own doesn't have it. Uh, it seemed to be like everything second gen on up. Uh, okay. Because it was like the Echo Dot uh, 2 had it. So like, this 
this capability stretches back pretty far, which is also really interesting because it probably means that all those devices have two wireless antennas. Like they were probably developing this for a long time. Or yeah, or something similar for a while that they were wanting to, to do. I, the reason I ask is because I have the first generation echo. So, uh, the reason I have that is because I got it for like 30 bucks. And that was a good price. And I guess the speaker is actually better on the first generation Echo than it is on the second generation Echo. But yeah, uh, opt out of it if you can. Do it. You go and you opt out. I'm sure there's a place that you go that I don't it's know in, the link to. It's in your Alexa uh, app settings. Uh, you okay. go into the Alexa app, you go to settings, and then account settings, and there's a sidewalk. And then you just uh, press op or you, you flip the switch to, oh, to right. off. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, the oldest device uh, is the Echo second gen um, and the Echo dot second gen. Uh, it also supports the ring floodlight cam, ring spotlight cam wired, ring spotlight cam mount. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Uh, like is it a connected mount? Weird. Uh the fact that there are echo dot there are echo products that are just specifically for kids, that's so fucking weird. That does um, not surprise me at all. They have the tablets that are designed for kids. A tablet is one thing, but like why do you need an echo dot for, for fucking kids? Why do you need something that has an always on microphone for fucking children? Math. Yeah, it is kind of creepy. Math homework. They should be learning that themselves. Well, there's that, but also just have them use a fucking tablet. I'm still Uh, mad. I'm still mad at my grade school teachers. And they're they're like, you're not always going to have a calculator in your hands. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have a supercomputer in my hands at all times. Yeah, like like fucking bullshit. Like, (laughs) you always have a calculator available somewhere. Yeah, exactly. My fucking watch can do calculations for me now. Yeah, like, it's great. Well, hell, my watch back then could because I had a I had a Casio calculator watch. Watch um, out, ladies. <laughs> uh, the Echo Plus first gen. I don't know what the hell that is. Uh, the Echo Show first gen. Uh, the Echo Spot and the Echo Studio. Is that a smart smart speaker? I have um, no idea. Yeah, that's uh, that's it. Everything obviously newer than that. And yeah, I'll use it. Um, there are some other concerns, like uh, like the bandwidth usage, which uh, the sidewalk uh protocol is supposedly limited to eighty kilobits per second, um, which isn't a ton, depending on certain things. Uh, if you consider that in some places, n- like let's ignore that dial-up even exists because it still exists in some places but uh like the worst internet that i that i think that you're going to have for the most part is going to be either satellite or at&t dsl Um, yeah and the upload bandwidth on those services tends to cap out at like 512 kilobit uh it depends if you're if it, I remember CenturyLink, I think it was like 800 kilobit. Yeah, like, it's not much. 
um not unless you're gonna pay a lot uh so like even 80 kilobits per second is kind of bad uh and they 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 say that like it, the the cap for monthly bandwidth is 500 megabytes uh again doesn't sound like much and it isn't for the most people but there are some people where 500 megabytes can be bad uh if you're somewhere where you can't get home internet service and you have to rely on cell service only that can be up to like a 10% of your monthly bandwidth yeah. if not more like and the fact that there are going to be a lot of people who have these devices that don't know that this is a feature that like could end up being affected by it that's kind of shitty oh yeah yeah cuz you're i mean we we read a lot more about stuff like this than other normal people and so and like, who's going to know a lot of people, what's going on like like they sent an email out to everyone with an echo device and told them about this this new feature but the thing is most of them are going to go oh cool i get a new thing it makes my makes my wi-fi better okay and then they're going to they're going to delete the email yeah they're they, not going to they look don't... into it exactly especially since like it goes through all this shit about how great it is. And then in the fine print at the bottom, it's like, and you can just opt it out if you opt out of it, if you want to. Uh, but then like, as someone in the, uh, in the, the comments says like, what if they turn it back on with an update? Cause they could. Yeah. Like they could make it to where you have to opt out every time that they do a, a feature push or something. Like who knows? Now so, notice this... that we turned this back on. I guess your data plan is fucked. Exactly. Yeah, this, this Which, is that's happened with Apple devices before. It that's has happened with Windows devices. Oh, it yeah. has. Um, I'm gonna get Amazon. I'm gonna give Amazon a bit of credit here and say that they probably won't do that. Um, but they could. Them. I don't trust it either. But I, I'm just saying. I I don't know if they'll they'll turn it on automatically with an update. Uh, cause that could go into like some class action lawsuit territory. I would imagine. It, yeah, that's true. Um, and like, I, I also want to point out that I, I don't think that Amazon is doing this as like some means of, of spying on people or, or making it easier to, to identify individuals or, or like some kind of stupid shit like that. It's just that I don't trust Amazon to make this a secure protocol and they, they won't like they just, they, their history shows that they're not very good at that. And that's why you shouldn't trust it. Yeah. yeah. Normally I'm all for mesh nets. Like it just, as soon as you get someone with corporate interest and they're overseeing it all. Right. I can't see if like, I'm pulling on my neck right now. Because I don't even know. I don't know if I've if I've talked about it on the podcast, but there are other projects that do very much this thing, but the protocol and the applications to facilitate it are all open source. And like they have documentation showing how it all works and they don't keep it all secret. And that makes me a lot more prone to trust it because it's being done from a place of like this is a problem that needs to be solved here is a solution kind of thing 
instead of it being here's a way for us to make more money off of our products. Now, now hear me out. I want to make more money. And so we're going to make more money by using your internet to mine for Bitcoin. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, but that's the, that's the real, like, that's the real possibility. Like they, they mentioned specifically the Mirai botnet malware, like something along those lines could easily exploit the whole fucking neighborhood doing this. And what is, you would, that would have be... the potential for, for a fucking like these massive networks of devices that are all mining Bitcoin, to, so to speak. Not really, but that like, would be amazing to like just be like, oh, this entire neighborhood, all of their echo devices blew up because they were trying to mine Bitcoin. <laughs> but uh, like you could you could you could definitely use them for various nefarious purposes. Yes, you could. Including blackmail. Indeed. But what we should do is we should move on. And we I should agree. talk about another evil corporation. Actually, they're not evil. I think I think they're they're from a humanity basis, uh they're probably better because they are a Japanese company. And Japanese companies tend to treat their employees a lot better. Uh as is the case with Squared Enix, who Unless is going to be army. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I would still rather work for Konami than an American corporation. But anyway, um, Square Enix introduces permanent remote working for around 80% of its staff, which I think is great. Uh, if obviously, I'm being, compl if oh, I'm being sorry, completely honest with you, I'm surprised that this isn't already a booming thing like i'm willing to bet this is going to be something that we see more and more and more of it is Absolutely. hopefully hopefully it, goodness i hope so if there's one thing that this pandemic has taught us it's that a lot of the jobs that we've had where the boss says oh you have to be on site like you can't like you can't work from home uh as we've all known that's been bullshit for the for the past ten, at least ten years, um, because like we have internet, like there's things like we have VPNs, we can we can log into, and like that we do not need to be here, like we do not need to be on site all the time. It just there's a few things, um, when you look at it, like they they state that like morale has gone up since people have been home-based. Uh, it says Final Fantasy Publisher hopes that designing roughly 80% of its staff as home-based workers will, will create more productive, happier, and healthier uh, working environment. I can tell you that at my current job, I work three days uh, at home, and I work two days on site, and I am way more productive when I'm at home, uh, which is really weird. But I, I the the type of job that I have when I'm working at home is a lot more. Uh, I I feel a lot more like I need to get stuff done so that they don't look at me uh, unfavorably. But when I'm on site, I'm like, yeah, I gotta change out that printer, that printer ink. I, I'll do that in like an hour. Like, it's I I'm a lot more engaged to actually get stuff done when I'm at home. Uh, so that's one reason. Another reason is 
it costs quite a bit of money to have people on site all the time. So wouldn't yeah. it make more sense to just have people working at home? Like so, just from a financial standpoint. So that's won't, actually, go ahead. Won't you consider the financial probabilities? What if you can't <laughs> sit there and micromanage? That's what true. What if they're sitting there watching television while they're working? What if they're Good playing God. World of Warcraft instead of doing nothing at their desks? Travis. What if they're sitting and watching MASH all weekend? What uh, if they're <laughs> editing their podcast? <laughs> yes. Straight up recording a YouTube video. Uh, uh, we're great. We're all great. We're all good employees. That's what we are. Um, well, it, it, but here's the thing is like in line with that, I'm one of the top employees right now. And I just started like six or seven months ago. Mm -hmm. Like, and so Connor too, Connor, you, you've, you've shown that you're like number one in your, in your area. I'm like, consistently top of my district and people <laughs> are like, Hey, good job. You're doing really well. You're making our team look at it. It's like, thanks. Oh God. Yeah. I have so much to do. That's yeah. that's uh, that's kind of what I what I love about this whole thing is that I've been work from home this whole time. They had no way to like figure out how to train me f remotely. Like they had never done that before. So I had the worst possible start. Um and I have excelled at my at my current job. Um and meanwhile these older guys Ha like consistently think that like oh i wish we could go back to the office we supposed we we should be back at the office so we could work more efficiently and it's like obviously that's not the case obviously you just have shitty employees yeah like and you just haven't ever realized it i um, can say i can say that i like working from home uh i like the the schedule that i have right now and it will change probably where i'm on site most of the time uh come april or may but i like the schedule i have where i'm on site two days a week and i'm at home three days a week i think that's I, really good yeah. yeah i i do think that there is there is a purpose to sometimes being in the office uh i do think that like skype meetings are a lot easier to well teams meetings are a lot easier to tune out um and and to be less engaged than an in-person meeting that said like i'm definitely not a meeting culture kind of person mm -hmm. but like i i think that they're they're like you can't really whiteboard anywhere near as well virtually uh as you can physically uh but simultaneously i don't think that there's any reason to be sitting in a cubicle all day long uh yeah. especially whenever your job is one like mine where it's just waiting for a light to pop up on the screen that says it broke and then i then i have to go tell somebody it broke yeah um, so the the I, uh i'm sorry i'm interrupting you again because i do that yeah, what um, else is new but but when it comes to square enix doing this i really hope that other jobs are also going to start just doing a lot more work from home stuff like it's gonna save them so much money like especially for these giant corporations, right? Like they have a lot of corporations like like Facebook, they have on-site catering and stuff that they have to pay for all the food. And if you have people working from home, 
they don't have to pay for that food anymore. So they're going to save some money on that. Um, they're going to save money just from having the lights running all the time in individual areas. If you have an area that's uh, that you don't have to have computers and stuff hook up to, then you're not going to have to worry about paying for that extra electricity. Like it's going to make a huge difference financially. Uh, and also it's just, it's better for the environment too. Cause you don't have people commuting to and from work all the time. Like it just, it makes a lot more sense to have people working from home. And, yeah. uh, as I said, I'm more productive when I'm at home. Uh, I'm not sure about Connor and, and Aroa, but I know that I am more productive at home. I See? I will put it, put it to you this way. I am not looking forward to having to go back into the office in, uh, now it's saying June. Um, and it's, it's not just because, like, I don't want to have to work as much. It's that, like, I... I know what it's like to be in a corporate environment all day long. And this is a million times better. And I know that I'm doing just as good of a job as I would be. Exactly. Unfor unfortunately being at a hospital, it's very hard for me to be like, Hey, I'm working from home boss. Hope all that medical equipment doesn't break. Well, and but... that's, and that's, I think why uh, square Enix is doing 80% of the staff. Yeah, and they, they say that they'll be reassessing its home and office staff on a month-by-month -month basis just to make sure that they're going to reach all the targets that they need to. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, it, definitely in line with what you're saying about, like, the the uh, well, paying for real estate, basically. Uh, I remember a few months ago that there were multiple real estate companies, like corporate real estate companies, that were panicking because companies, like, enterprise markets are kind of just dumping a lot of the, the spaces that they're renting uh, because we can just have them work from home. Why would we pay for, for any of this shit? Uh, um, I, I, I want to say, I think I speak for all of us when I say good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, them. yeah. F f fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Like, like there's, there's really no reason to have these, massive skyscrapers that are just full of office workers whenever they could all be at home and like th this is good for people like well like people who are parents who would like to have like stay-at-home moms uh but they can't afford to like you can both work and take care of your kid at home like it saves so much money the the way that this has worked out well, the way that, that working from home has worked out for my wife has been fantastic because we have an animal that has to be hand fed every few hours. That wouldn't be possible if she had a traditional working style. But every few hours. Have to. Yeah. Like, is it a baby or is it just like a very needy bunny or something Her like that? Her brain don't work right. So oh. she she doesn't uh she doesn't drink as much as she should so we have to give her very watery food every few hours to make sure that she doesn't get dehydrated oh well that's sad yeah yep um but yeah like and this is especially satisfying because the place that i got fired from their CEO was one of those CEOs that was like everyone work from the office that's the best way to do everything 
and that is no longer possible for them. And now they're having to like restructure everything because that asshole bought an entire city block and filled it up with buildings that are now empty. Sounds like he fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I that, love it. So, so a, the current job that I have, I was talking with somebody, somebody, and we are doing a lot of work from home right now as well. And I was like, so what was it like before? And they're like, oh, it was, it was very much you have to be on site all the time so that we can watch you. And they have since figured out that you don't really need that. So the data centers, um, because of the way that data centers are ran, they're trying to get them uh, kind of staffed earlier than the other places. But I think that even my current job is going to switch to a lot more like, hey, I'm going to work from home today, where they'll actually allow that rather than you have to be on site every single day because you don't need to, especially in an IT role. I know IT roles are are super busy. Connor's super busy. But there are definitely IT roles like Aroa in mind where you get downtime. You get a lot of downtime. And... Do you want it's realistically is it going to be me watching YouTube at work or watching YouTube at home? That's kind of the way it works at some I when you're working some IT jobs, and yeah, like I'm sorry, like yes, we need to be there in case something breaks, but you're not always like there's like nothing's on fire, so you have some downtime to just kind of sit there and twiddle your thumbs so um i remember my first it job and then we'll move on i literally went to my boss because i had gone from consumer cellular to my to my first it job and consumer cellular is one of those jobs that you're always taking calls just one after another and i went to my boss because i wasn't doing anything and i was like hey man so uh do you have anything for me to do and he's like nope I'm like, I- I'm just going to go watch YouTube. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and so that was just my first IT. And that was another one that was, you always have to be on site. You always have to be on site to the point where, where they were making a new building. They were designing a new building and they ended up changing the design. But the original design would have been two stories and the top floor would have been like the executive area with a giant like hole in the middle of the it was floor. It's a panopticon, wasn't it? Yes. No, uh, it was, I, I forget what it's called, but basically he wanted to be able to look down and watch his employees working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a, like almost like a panopticon. Yeah. And I was like, just like, that's that... how prisons are designed. Yeah. Exactly. That's some supervillain overlord level shit right there. Yeah. And it was, that was kind of bullshit. Um, thankfully that design went away because they figured out it would cost too much money. Anyway, we're going to move on and talk about some more Amazon stuff. This is different. So has anybody in this chat been able to score a 3080 or a 3070 yet? A- anybody? You think that I have $500 to just blow? Yes. Well, I don't. Oh. Oh, well, I have not been able to score a 3080 or a 3070 or a 6800 for that matter. 
nothing. I can't get any of it. Um, but apparently Amazon has confirmed that the 3060 Ti is going to be released uh, next week, actually. And the the price in Europe is what they've found, but it's actually t- European prices tend to be higher than uh, prices in the United States, uh, mainly due to like uh, import tax and stuff, I believe. Yeah, it's uh, the VAT. Yeah, you got the VAT, but then you also have like an import tax. So just shipping things over from the United States costs quite a bit of money. Yeah. Um, so they're selling for 490 euro, well, 490 uh, euro and 18 cents or pence, 18 pence, I think. I don't know what, how it, I don't know the European monies. So, it which matter. it would work out to $655, uh, which is just below the cost of the 3080 in the United States. Uh, they are expecting that it's going to be around $399 in the United States. Yeah, $349 to $399. Uh, but the real kicker is when it will actually launch, which looks like it's December 2nd. Um, pretty soon. Pretty soon. But guess what? Here's the ki- Here's another kicker. Uh, nobody will be able to buy one. <laughs> Because they're all going to be sold out. Thousands of bots are going to be able to buy them. That's true. Lots of scalpers are going to be able to buy them. Scalpers and uh, apparently miners. That's who's going to be able to... Not minors. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Cryptocurrency miners uh, are going to be able to buy them. Um, Yeah. It's also weird that it has 8 gigs of RAM. It's just right. weird to me because I think that the 3070 has 8 gigs of RAM. Which well, I, I think that's like the minimum for everything at this point, right? Probably. I would have thought that would have been 6 gigs, but maybe that's just six me. 6 or 8. I, I was sort of thinking I would expect to see 6 because this isn't supposed to be like a cutting edge card. This is 699 or something. It's lower end. But it's yeah. got to it's gotta be able to play practically everything on the market at least on low to medium and with the consoles having eight gigs, then it's kind of expected. I think that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. So the performance that they're thinking is that, um, the 30, the 3060 TI, I hate the names are going to be all the Turing offerings bar the RTX 3080 super. And I assume the, or I'm sorry, 2080 Super, uh, and the I assume the 2080 Ti, so it's going to be better than the majority of the cards that we would get in the 20 or 2000 series, which I think just just the amount of performance that you're getting out of these cards is amazing. I just wish that we'd be able to fucking buy one because I want I have the money. I actually have the money to put down, but I can't buy one because they're never going up for sale anywhere. And once they do, the bot immediately gets it. It's bullshit. Although I do think Parallax Abstraction got a 3080. He was able Go to... Go Paxab's house and steal his. That's what I said. But he's <laughs> in Canada. And I can't go to they Canada. They won't let Americans in there right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're bad people. 
Uh, fucking stupid. All right. So last one, uh, the last story, which I find kind of hilarious. PlayStation 5 owners are exploiting a loophole to sell the PlayStation Plus collection to PS4 owners. What? Uh, so it says here, and this is from Eurogamer, PlayStation 5 owners are exploiting a loophole to sell the PlayStation Plus collection to PC, uh, PlayStation 4 owners. Uh, and it says that the PlayStation Plus subscribers who own a PS5 get the eye-catching PlayStation Plus collection for free. It's a new curated series of 20 PlayStation 4 games that are available for digital download. It includes uh, games like Blood, Bloodborne, Days Gone, God of War, and Uncharted 4. And what's happening is that... Um, PlayStation 5 owners are selling this unlocked service on auction sites because you can, if you have that, um, if you have the PlayStation 5 bundle, you can get it on the PlayStation 4. So one listing on eBay offers the, uh, the unlock for about 30 bucks. And it says for people who want access to the games and only have a PS4 and no access to a ps5 all log in with my playstation 5 with your details add the games and deactivate uh upon purchase <laughs> i highly advise creating a temporary password and then creating a new one when it's done uh so basically they are logging in to their playstation 5 i believe with your details yep and then adding the games to your collection, and then they remove your uh, PlayStation account from their PlayStation 5, thus giving you the games. And I guess they didn't limit this like they should well, have. Well, yeah, because it's being attached to your account. Right. So, and you can re download any games you want on your primary PlayStation device as much as you want, as well, long yeah. as you own the game. But what I assume is happening is that they didn't limit the, because it's it's based on you logging into the your PlayStation into, account. Yeah, into on a PlayStation. PlayStation 5. And so you can continue to do this over and over and over again with the PlayStation 5. Yeah, because it's not. Um, it it would be because like if you resold a PS5 or something, then somebody else logs into it, or whatever. It, it is says, it is odd to me that they wouldn't like check has this PS5 already been activated or something. Yeah, limit it to one account on the PlayStation. I can kind of get it if you have multiple accounts, but at least limit it to like four or five logins. That doesn't make yeah. sense. Uh, it says one person reportedly made over 100 euro charging over 20 or I'm sorry 20 people a fiver each to unlock uh, the PlayStation 5 bundle blah blah uh, this of course is not how Sony intended for the PlayStation 5 uh, plus collection to be used and there are now reports that bans have kicked in it says uh, from a tweet thousands of PlayStation network accounts have been banned and according to community discussions these accounts are concentrated in Hong, Hong Kong uh, and have 
a common have in common the receipt of Sony PS collection service for PlayStation Plus. So, uh, don't don't do this. Just like they're gonna figure it out and just ban your accounts, right? Like, that's not. It's not a smart thing to do. It's cool, but the games are often cheap, and don't don't do this. Don't risk your account by making five dollars per fucking activation. Come on. And also, giving your account information to somebody that you met on eBay, probably not the best uh, way to go about business. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Uh, Yeah, so has either of you uh, gotten the uh, the PlayStation 5 bundle collection for off of eBay for like 10 bucks? Huh? I guess I technically could off of my friend who got a PS5. Oh yeah, you could just have him log in to your uh log in to right. your your account. To my account, yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing a is question. I wouldn't I wouldn't play any of these games, so uh Bloodborne's not bad. Days gone. Oh you I, know. no, I I'm not even saying that. It's just like I I just when am I gonna play these? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you you got really shitty games to to play through, and then have the developers get mad at you. Yeah, just I want you to do that. I just want you to start playing really shitty games, and then just continuously <laughs> piss off the developers. Leave scathing reviews. Scathing reviews, like, hey, there's this exploit you probably shouldn't do. <laughs> Um, but anyway, that's our that's our news cycle for the week. I thought want to thank you for being here, Roa. I was here. Uh, I want to thank you for being here, Cyberpunk Monk. I was also here. And uh, I want to thank you for being here, Reeton, because I was here as well. Uh, we will be back next week. One or all of us will be back next week. And apparently, somebody's typing on a fucking typewriter. Not me. It's a uh, it's a uh, uh, tape measure. Uh huh. And measuring my desk because I'm looking at IKEA desks. Cool. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. So what? Uh, we watch anime.